1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream of JJ Zacharyson, the late round
0: quarterback. And as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely co-host Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on? With uh, besides almost falling out of my seat uh, just now, it's uh, I'm I'm pretty good. Uh, I, I have to say, I don't know why you're in a in a seemingly good mood because the weather here in the greater Maryland DC area sucks, and I'm talking about. Like November is a terrible month, okay? That's a given. But this is like January type weather, and it's bumming me out big time.
1: Yeah, we we got destroyed by rain today. Just absolutely annihilated by rain.
0: Yeah, the, it weather
1: weather we, weather shouldn't drive your mood, Denny.
0: No, it shouldn't, but it does because the, there is no sun. It, it feels like we're living in the 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 part of the matrix where where like Neo comes out of the computer and sees that the skies are. Yeah. are all like black. That's how I feel today. That's
1: because you live in an area where it is darkness throughout the winter. Like like no, nothing's worse than Pittsburgh. When I when I was living in Pittsburgh, you know, born and raised Pittsburgh. I don't know if you guys heard but the, the <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Uh but being like like it's legitimately just gray for from from early November through
0: March. It's it's yeah. just completely gray there. Right. I mean, I love Halloween uh, regardless, but I also feel uh, melancholy after Halloween because that's a last hurrah for uh, you know decent weather. There's no more decent weather from now until I don't know April. Yeah, well that's why you can live in Charlotte, North Carolina, where it is sunny during the winter. Actually, it's just it's just utter misery. I mean November November I don't I always forget I always somehow forget that November is quite just a horrendous month on every level for every reason. But anyway, let's get into it. So, so
1: we want to talk about, we have to start off the show by talking about um, our buddy, Tom Whalen. Uh, is it, is it at Tom C Whalen on, on Twitter? Is that what it I is? I believe it
0: is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, like
1: Charles C Clay. Yeah, that, that's, that might've been where I got it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll tweet out. We'll get, we'll give Tom some props on Twitter. Um, But he, you know, we have a Facebook page. Someone created a Facebook page. I should also give you props, but I can't remember the, uh, the handle or anything, but there's a Facebook, a living the stream fan page. And Tom came up with this great idea a, a while ago, actually. He's been working on it for some time of this this glossary of terms for living the stream because we've had people in the past who have joined this podcast that have started to listen and subscribed. Um, that was a terrible mistake. That was your first mistake. Huge. The second mistake was listening to this podcast. Um, and these people have asked, what do these different things that you guys say week in and week out actually mean? And so we have Tom's glossary to 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 help us understand
0: yeah i want to mention real quick the living the stream facebook page you all should come and subscribe it's run uh by a fine gentleman named greg bryant so thank you greg there we go there we go
1: so this glossary of terms there's there's just an unbelievable amount of terms and 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 tom a great writer does work for number fire uh a great writer uh put this together and we're gonna read some of the entries for you guys just to give you a little taste of what's
0: to come Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's so good. Go ahead, JJ, you start.
1: Okay, I'm going to start with, um, you know, some people have heard us reference uh, boy, young boy before. Um, and I'm not even going to preface it. I'm just going to read what the glossary says because that's what the glossary is there for. It says, imaginary boy band devised by JJ and Denny while deciphering the meaning of the BYB and Matt Harmon's Twitter handle. Authors of the hypothetical hits, My Dog Charlie and My Dog Charlie Part 2. <laughs>
0: All right, so you may hear us talk about floss quite a bit on this show for whatever reason. Uh, Tom defines Big Floss, Big Floss, so big, you know, uh, capital B, capital F, as a nefarious consortium of dentists and tooth care bigwigs who profit by cultivating the myth that regular use of floss has tangible dental health benefits, benefits which it does not. Sworn enemy of Denny Carter Big as a modifier frequently used in LTS parlance to describe simo- similarly conspiratorial corporate entities, i.e., big Christmas, big IPA, big soda. <laughs> Basically, if you want to discredit something, you just put a big in front of it. That's that's what I do.
1: That, that's that's what it is at the end. There's also dad runner is in here. I'm sure you guys have heard us talking about dad running. This is this is sort of self-explanatory, but he, you know Tom does a good job of explaining it. it says one of the, one who engages in dad running. Or sorry, one who engages in dad running. I'm looking in the corner of my eye because it's on my other screen. Mm-hmm. Dad is is modif dad as modifier generally used to indicate notable lack of hipness and finesse, as with dad jokes, dad genes, daddy takes, etc. Common <laughs> commonly self-attributed by as such by JJ, who at the time of this writing has no actual children.
0: No actual. <laughs> C- correct. Um uh, folks spelled F-O-K-L-S. Um, The way the way Danny Carter says, folks, usually when preparing the haters and the losers for a dose of nihilism, uh, etymology unclear. There's also
1: um, this is one of my favorites. So in throughout, um, he will he'll he'll he had written things like instead of the hair, it's hair, comma, the Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. hair, comma, the a uh, shorthand for Denny Carter's personal haircut maintains a reasonable cut follow- cult following, mostly among Denny himself.
0: That's right. I am a big fan of my own hair. Uh, uh, Harambe. If you ever hear us talk, we haven't dropped a Harambe reference in a while. But yeah, if wait, But up-
1: but to, okay. To be fair, Denny, I have to reference this because quite literally, one of not even one of the funniest moments of this podcast, but one of the hardest, to- like one of the the biggest belly laughs that I've ever had in my life was when we were we were doing that stupid ass draft last season mm-hmm. okay when we were bringing everyone who was in the LTS league onto the show and i was trying to organize it and my draft was terrible and it was me you and tom so we did that two years in a row but tom everett scott was was in this two years ago and denny had this picture of tabitha right yeah that Ta- was my Ta- cat my cat and Ta- the Ta-
0: kid yeah
1: tabitha the cat okay it was this painting and i was like what the hell is this cat painting and then Denny's like describing it, and then he says, "You know, if you look really closely, you can see Harambe in the background." And it was I, I, I instantly because this was like peak Harambe time, yeah. and I, I, I died. I completely yeah. died. But go ahead and explain Harambe since since there is yeah, that well,
0: story. Well, you know, I'm I'm gonna post a, a picture of this tabby painting. I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's tabby in in a jungle setting. So the right, Harambe right. thing. So the Tom defines it as uh, gorilla famously killed by zoo officials during a, a child snatching incident at the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Gardens in May 2016 uh manifested oh my god i'm gonna okay i'm gonna lose it okay manifested in spirit before denny carter in an especially harrowing tilt hallucination during the 2016 LTS listener draft <laughs> i said that the actual
1: story wasn't the definition then i spoiled it a little bit no no it's good it's good that's good. Uh, also, Nintendo 64 is in here. We know what Nintendo 64 is, but why do we reference it all the time? Commonly abbreviated as N64. Fifth generation 64-bit gaming console near and dear to 90s teens and preteens and thus to living the stream. Platform for iconic groundbreaking GoldenEye 007 first-person shooter title, as well as Mario Kart 64, a.k.a. The GOATs. Approximately 6.9% of LTS airtime is spent reminiscing slash debating N64 gameplay and tactics. JJ's previously flamboyant public endorsement of Perfect Dark over GoldenEye was one of 2016's least essential Twitter controversies.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I was going to say it was either the least, uh, which is it, least consequential, is it? Uh, at, least sure. a, at least, at a central. least essential. It was also the worst take of 2016. That's not true. Not true. <laughs> so, all right, Konami code. Uh, a lot of the old, old time listeners, um, the ones in, you know uh, who are in their 70s and 80s now, remember this. But if you're new to the show, when we say Konami code, here's what we're talking about. It's a gamer term for button combination that hacks bonus features, i.e., a cheat code perhaps most famously in the case of the 30 lives code in the N- Nintendo entertainment system game Contra shorthand in LTS parlance for a running quarterback's special ability to earn points by amassing rushing yards, thus securing a high weekly floor, usually expressed in the phase Konami appeal. Uh, Kaepernick doesn't have many weapons in the receiving corps, but his Konami appeal should make him a decent play this week if he ever plays again. But anyway, there we go, Konami. Code.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a lot of good in here, guys. There's uh, also Jesus is in here um, because we've we've randomly referenced that as well. Uh, this is AKA Alex Smith, our Lord and Savior, QB of Dink and Dunk Vintage. Who, before flirting with 2017 NFL MVP eligibility and thus achieving LTS graduation, was for many years the prototypical streaming quarterback, a widely available high floor play. Tendency to amass acceptable fantasy scores via extremely conservative, excruciating piecemeal offensive production. In effect, true to his holy name, rising from the dead on a weekly basis makes him a makes him a Mozart of slow burn tilt, and thus an LTS brand staple. The 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 way I I think it was like DM with you and Rich Rebar, mm-hmm. um, but it, I think it came up because uh rich was just talking about how or no it might have just been on lts i think it was like like we had rich on lts one week because this is when we actually cared about other people and we and we we brought people on the show and rich was just talking about how like like how alex smith is he's got the konami code right and Mm -hmm. he he always he's 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 producing but he's not very good and he doesn't look very good while doing it and i just blurted out that he was like he was like jesus like and L.T.S. Jesus, right? And I don't even know why it it was. I don't even know why that happened.
0: Because because he is uh the the quintessential savior of anyone who's surfing the waiver wire for a uh, a, a a good quarterback, a decent quarterback play. Except for this year when he's now yeah. an elite quarterback, he's which al- is just
1: it's freaking me out. Honestly, yeah, yeah. He's always there
0: for you, except for in 2017. Right, right, all right. So what do you want to do? One more each here. Yeah, you you do one more. Do one okay. more. Okay. All right. Oh, yelling at pants. I think that this is a, this a, is a good, good one. one. Yeah. yeah, this is a good one to mention because we talk about li- a lot of LTS listeners yell at their pants a lot. Um uh I think I think I started that. I don't know, but uh um it's a te- a telltale symptom of tilt. Usually involves addressing pants in the third person as if they are animate. Uh bad pants. I'm sorry, pants and so on. Traditionally occurs once pants are removed from body, though, <laughs> though yelling at still worn pants in cases of severe paralyzing tilt is not uncommon. I have to, I do want to do
1: one more. It's uh this is probably the, one of the most important ones. It's it's in here as week three Nick Foles, right? This oh. is this is super important. Yeah. It um. Is. Legendary LTS blunder, source of arguably the most cataclysmic and far-reaching tilt of modern record. 2015 streaming rec- recommendation of quarterback Nick Foles, then of the St. Louis Rams, against the seemingly vulnerable Steelers defense, a recommendation that incurred perversely bad results. Uh, 6.88 standard fantasy points relative to expectations, inspiring a backdraft-level he- heatscape of LTS-related Twitter mentions. Since treated as shorthand and measuring stick for L, or sorry, since treated since I think it's like since since yeah. treated as shorthand and measuring stick for LTS streaming missteps. And then there's an example. Uh, there's a there's a sentence in here to help you understand Week Three Nick Foles. It says. Without that last-second
0: touchdown pass, Cutler's start would have approached Week Three. Nick Foles. I, I believe we have said that, or you have said that sentence. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, we, that's that's the the bottom of the barrel type performance. Although, although I think that Week Three Nick Foles has uh, obscured our worst pick ever, which was Johnny Manziel against yeah. the Bengals. And, and I believe was- it was the same year, right? It was the same year, and that was uh, I. I pushed for that one hard because I I love the Konami thing he had going on, and he scored like two points. So yeah, yeah. that that that's
1: much worse. Well, people don't realize that we have had uh, Nick Foles level. It was just the first time that it's happened like that. Like yeah, and it was also the touting that went on. Be like I remember waking up that morning. It's like nine a.m. Uh, in what Denny calls the only legitimate time zone, and. I, I remember opening my phone and just and just tweeting it's Nick Foles week and and that that that, that I I probably deleted the tweet uh, since because it yeah. was the most tilting it was easily the most tilting day of my fantasy football career.
0: Well, you don't you you delete every tweet that that doesn't get 100 retweets or or 600 likes. So. <laughs> that's right, right, right. That's just that's just how it mm-hmm. works. But we will eventually
1: publish this uh, glossary for everyone. I'll put it on the website or something like that. Um, but it's really well done by Tom. So. I will not be editing in the applause for, uh, purposes of, of time constraints. So I'll yes, there you give go. you a little, give you a little clap right there. Thanks, Tom. All right, Denny. Uh, let's look at what happened in week nine, week nine. We, I was like looking at our picks and I'm like, I don't remember really talking about these. It's because we, I didn't, uh, cause <laughs> Denny, Denny did the, the periscope last week while I was, uh, uh, hungover driving back from a wedding on Monday. Uh, but looking at how we performed, the Buffalo Bills were dreadful. Uh, what an awful! They just gave up in that game against the Jets. Uh, zero points. The the, the good. I, I will say this, and I try to put things in the context because it's very important. The good part is there were no like elite defensive performances this past week. Like the right. best defensive performance was from like the Saints, and I think they scored sixteen points. So it wasn't like. You died if, if, if you had – or your team died if you had the Buffalo defense. Uh, we had Tennessee as well. They scored seven. They had a pretty good performance. Detroit had four. Felt like they should have had more. Yeah. Uh, Arizona had 13. Uh, that was a, a really good performance for them. And then San Francisco, who we threw in at the last second, uh, they scored five. They were actually not that unusable this past week. Uh, at quarterback, the, the real streamer, Jacoby Brissett, uh, the guy who basically was owned in, in few leagues that you could hypothetically easily stream. Uh he almost scored twenty points. He had a great QB one performance. Jared Goff, uh, was another guy that we mentioned last week who was owned in more, you know, it was more of a fifty-fifty split and owned and unowned, but he was the QB one last week. So get owned, haters and losers. Uh, (laughs) Then at tight end, we had a lot of them. Uh, We had Vernon Davis, 13.2 PPR points. He was a tight end one. Ben Watson, 11.1. He was close to a tight end one. Uh, P. Hans O'Leary, he only had 1.5. But again, he was just like a dart throw, whatever play, as we noted on the show. Um, We talked briefly about Jared Cook, even though his ownership was really high. He balled out. Denny, Denny, Denny was all over the Jared Cook play this week. Um, And then I tweeted from the LTS account on Sunday. Hopefully you guys are following it because we do do this sometimes. Uh, Live the stream at live the stream FF. I tweeted Trey Burton out because Zach Ertz was, was inactive. Trey Burton ended up scoring a touchdown. He had 12.1 PPR points. So a really, uh, you know, a pretty good tight end week, really good week. I think in general, other than the bills, pretty much the bills. It's it's basically what we're looking at.
0: Yeah. I mean, the bills just fell apart. I mean, I had Hauska. It was a disaster. (laughs) It was a disaster.
1: LaShawn McCoy was awful. Oh. oh. It's just, but Tyrod, Tyrod happened. Did, oh, wait, did we, was he, he
0: was not a streamer.
1: No, but he was no. a buy, he was a buy in 15 transactions last week. So I'm feeling pretty good right now.
0: You weren't feeling good at the end of the third quarter though, were you? No,
1: I was not, but I, 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 loved, not. Ev- I loved everything that happened after that.
0: How great. That fourth quarter was amazing. That's why I watch football for, for that kind of garbage time production.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, but we're on to week ten, Denny. Why don't you kick things off with the defense?
0: Yes, uh, Bears defense. Um, they are playing the Packers, who I will continue uh, to to target, despite the Lions somehow scoring what four or five fantasy points. It's unbelievable to me that they didn't they didn't rack up double digits in that game. It just felt like Hundley was all over the place, but. Um, uh so here's something the bears who are available in about 90% of leagues mm-hmm. uh are a top 10 defense. Um yeah they're, right now. Yeah, they're good. It's it's
1: a good defense.
0: Yeah, uh, as far as fantasy points go through through 9 weeks. So Chicago is a 3 point favorite uh, at home against the Packers. Um the in in Hunley's action so far uh, against the uh Vikings, he, they gave up 15 points to the Vikings defense. They gave up 7, seven points to the New Orleans defense, and then last week against Detroit, we already talked about that, with Hunley, and this is the key here, with Hunley completing 58.7% of his passes for one touchdown and four interceptions over that span. So, uh, you know, not not incredibly accurate, I would say. Uh, way, way below the league average there. Uh, the Bears, uh, oh, I mentioned that they're the seventh highest scoring defense, um, scoring 12-7. And twenty nine fantasy points over their past three home games. Uh I really like the Bears not only as a floor play but as a ceiling play as well.
1: Yeah, I uh I actually just looked and according to Number Fire's uh adjusted rankings, so this is all based on the expected points model that we have. The Bears actually have the sixth best uh schedule adjusted defense in football right now. That's um, amazing. Yeah. They're 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 good. I, I, I wish, you know, if anyone listens to the late round podcast or reads fifteen transactions every week. Um, I wish that I had the information about the Packers offense earlier. I had the Giants in that, and I'll get to the Giants in a second. I had the Giants in my column. I think I like the Bears more than the Giants. Actually, I definitely like the Bears more than the Giants. Um, yeah, I do too. Because because of what we saw last night with Green Bay, it was just really tough to switch things out and get things going. But I mean, it's it's defense, so I wasn't like going to be super picky about it. But the the Giants to me are a pretty good play, owned in only twenty six percent of leagues. Um, you know, as bad as the Giants defense is, C.J. Beathard is probably uh, 13 times 69 times worse than uh, what the what the Giants are. Gross. Um, but in, in three games with C.J. Beathard as starter defenses. Now, granted, they've been defenses that are better than the Giants, but defenses against C.J. Beathard on average are averaging four point six seven sacks. Mm. 12 quarterback hits an interception and 1.33 fumble recoveries per game. That's that's all three defenses have been top five and CJ Beathard starts. It's really? just, yeah, I think, you know, with the low over under here, I think, you know, with the, the potential for sacks, uh, I just think that there's naturally a high floor for the Giants defense this week. Uh,
0: would you have you grinded enough film to say that the San Francisco offensive line is not good?
1: Yeah, it's not good. It's not it's great. Not, good.
0: Okay. not great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, I I don't actually I I feel like we all we have really good options this week because we also have the Lions defense, which is pretty widely available. I think they're available in in 60 percent of leagues at the moment. I I know I know for a fact they're not available in your league, dear listener, but um, uh, only two defenses have have failed to score uh, nine fantasy points against the Browns this season. I should mention that the Lions are playing the Browns this week. Uh the Browns have a league leading 21 turnovers while Detroit has the third most takeaways after 9 weeks, uh which was a little bit surprising considering they got no takeaways against the Packers which didn't put me on tilt at all. Um D- Detroit is a 10-point home favorite against Cleveland. It's like it's a no-brainer. I, I every, you know, obviously every streaming article in, you know, the continental US is going to have and outside the U S is going to have the lions as a, as a, as a top streamer. Uh, are you taking them over the giants and Brown uh, bears? Um,
1: I might go with the bears. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I'm at, but, but I, I can, I can understand if you want to go, going to lions are probably safer. Let's say that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I do. I, I still, I still think like, like the disaster is coming for the Packers and Hundley, you know, like, like the, the multiple turnover possible defensive touchdown type games coming. Yeah. 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 So I, I think I, I like the bears, as well. you know,
1: thinking about it more though, too, uh the conservative nature of the offense last week for the Packers is kind of, a, it, it does frighten me a bit uh, in terms of the bears, true ceiling. So maybe I would go Detroit yeah. um, just because he, he like, I, I don't know what his a dot was, but he, the first half, he wasn't even throwing it past the line of scrimmage. It was crazy. Um and, and I, I think that they know the team I I've been on like a couple podcasts today and I've talked about this on every podcast, but I I basically think that the team knows that he's not very good. Um and they're they're that's why they're utilizing him that way. Or or the team is just that bad and the coaches are that bad. Either way, it's they're bad,
0: right? Either way it's a bad thing. you, you know you know what the best thing is about Brett Hunley is he hashtag knows the system. That's all right. We care about in football. Right. He knows the system. That's what they tell me on Twitter. That's right.
1: All right. At, at quarterback, uh, I'm going to start with the higher-owned guy. Uh, it's Andy Dalton. He's owned in about half of leagues, so this is just a, a higher, higher-owned higher play. I don't even know if I would play him over one of the other streamers this week, but uh, since week four, if you look at Tennessee, who Andy Dalton's playing this week— They've allowed a QB 26, QB 14, QB 31, and QB 18 performance, which does not look bad at all. But they've Mm. also faced Jay Cutler, Jacoby Brissett, the Browns, and Joe Flacco. Mm. Um, Prior to that, they allowed Russell Wilson to be QB 2, Deshaun Watson QB 1. You know, you're you're looking at a defense that's probably a little bit below average in general um, at stopping the pass. I'm not overly scared. And then the other thing... Um, is that Dalton has a touchdown pass in every game outside of last week when he when he faced Jacksonville? But nobody threw his touchdowns against Jacksonville since Bill Lazor became offensive coordinator. Um, and he has two plus touchdowns in four of his six games with Bill Lazor. I think that you could do worse. Um, you know, if someone like Jared Goff is still on your waiver wire, you're playing Jared Goff against Houston this week. Jared Goff is a oh. is an unbelievable play against Houston. But uh, Andy Dalton, I don't think, is an awful awful play. Uh, there aren't many lower-owned guys that we love. There's two of them. They're actually in the same game. We'll get to them in a second. Uh, but Dalton's kind of in that middle tier of of you know shallower leagues. If you really, really need help, he's not a terrible
0: play. I had someone on Sunday tweet me something to the effect of, what happened to Dalton today? And my answer was, what are you doing playing a quarterback against Jacksonville?
1: Yeah. what what and yeah. I mean, like what happened to Dalton is he not only played the Jags, then he lost his sole weapon in
0: that offense. Right, right. He lost AJ Green, uh, who completely lost his mind. I don't mind it totally. I don't know how you feel on that situation. I mean, look, but-
1: look, people look, I anyone who set who like who like has this elitist attitude towards that kind of thing, um, I think that's unfair because every every human loses their cool with something. I'm not saying that I, that you should get physical or that people get physical, but they're mm-hmm. also in the middle of a football game where you are physical all the time. So naturally, whatever was said, whatever, like I can, I, I don't want to say that like I sympathize with it or anything like that, but I can understand how something like that happens where you just get into a fist fight, right?
0: Right. Here's the one thing I don't understand about that whole scenario with AJ Green. I know Who's, it's coming. Who? I know it's coming. Go ahead. I know it's coming. What? why are you punching (laughs) dude's helmet yes exactly you gotta wait you gotta rip the helmet off and then start with the punching there's no reason to hit a helmet there's just no reason i i i don't i don't get you yank a face mask you maybe poke someone in the eye but you do not hit a helmet you're gonna break your hand aj i thought that his was not as big of a deal and and look i mean he didn't get suspended and mike
1: evans did mike evans just destroying Lattimore from behind the way that he did when it's yeah. when it's a complete blind side like that. That's that's the kind of stuff that I get kind of pissed off at because like the Jalen Ramsey AJ Green thing is like, oh, I'm in your face, I'm in your face, okay, we're gonna start throwing punches. That's that's that that that, that like people do that. I don't know why they do it. I I don't fight. I never got in a fight, but like people do that. Okay. But 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 cheap shotting someone and destroying them from behind yeah is kind of yeah. jacked up.
0: Yeah, that 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 wasn't. Uh, what we might call cool what that Mike Evans did but uh, I from the little bit I know about AJ Green whatever was set there had to be something said to him in that in that moment and whatever it was must have been the most horrendous thing that you can think of in in whatever context it it was delivered yeah uh, because that 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 made him completely nuts but yeah I mean you got to, Oh, oh, like Andre Johnson with Cortland Finnegan. Is right. That, what, what that right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a textbook example. You rip the dude's helmet off. And then you start trying to murder him with your hands that, you know, you have to, it's a one, two step process. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Apparently I think Jalen Ramsey said something about AJ Green's wife or something, but you're right because AJ Green is a very soft, like AJ Green guys is so soft spoken that when he spoke out after they started Owen two, it was a big deal. Like when he was like totally against what the offense was doing and he was speaking his mind, that's how uh, he's a reserved person. So Clearly Jalen I mean, Jalen Ramsey's known for being a trash talker and stuff, but he's also pretty good at football too.
0: Yeah, I mean you have to be uh you have to be a total punk to play cornerback well. I yeah, mean, right, right.
1: The, it just comes the, with it, right.
0: Yeah, there's no there's no cornerback in the history of the league who is like like a like a decent stand up dude. They're all horrendous. you, and, have, but to, you, have, we, to, you
1: have to be, you have to be arrogant in some way to
0: be able to play that play that position. You have to Yes, you have to you you have to be completely arrogant. It's in the mold of Deion Sanders. I mean, Deion... Used to used to be the bad guy. People forget he was the villain for a long time before he was the sad old man on, on Washington. Right. But uh, anyway, let's get on.
1: All right. Next, next quarterback, Denny.
0: Okay. Uh, yes, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I feel like this game between Fitz and McCown, we need we need an LTS sponsorship for this. Game. I know. I'm thinking the same thing. I agree. this is our this is our branding. This is a big. So if so, if everybody wants to increase their Patreon funding by 100 times, then we can. We can do this, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Jets Buccaneers sponsored by Living the Stream?
1: Like what? What, what people are like? What the hell is that? What does yeah. that mean? They
0: would they would think it was a seltzer company.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like like a like a or, or like a like a self sir like a one that you can put in your kitchen.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Be like. Oh, I I need a Living the Stream. I <laughs> uh, my. <laughs> I, I love seltzer Yeah, um,
1: in the commercials. Just someone waking up in the morning, walking downstairs and seeing their significant other just pouring. What are you doing? Oh, I'm living the stream.
0: <laughs> like, Oh, like in the, in the, in the mold of like the eighties Folgers commercials. Yeah, yeah are, that's
1: exactly, that's exactly what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Well, I would make that if I weren't so lazy. So, um, <laughs> when you adjust for strength of schedule, only the Browns give up more fantasy production to quarterbacks than the jets. Uh, the Bucks. <laughs> I have this in my notes, the Bucs are technically home favorites here, which means I don't understand how they're favorites, but they are. Um, uh, quarterbacks have managed multiple touchdowns against the Jets in all but two games this year, and that was the Dolphins and the Jaguars, naturally, um, with five straight quarterbacks going for more than 250 yards against the Jets. Uh, so I looked up game, game splits about how uh, Fitz does – Uh, In wins and losses and and over his career, he averages 16 and a half points in losses and 20 and a half points in wins. And this is explained uh, not by yardage, which stays the same and not by touchdowns, which stays almost the same. It's explained by a massive spike in interceptions and losses. So, um, you know, they are they are favored for whatever that's worth. I I do see him as a as a deeper type play. And is Mike Evans officially out? Yes. Uh, officially. He, yes. So, okay. He's not going to, he's not going to appeal. I thought he, we, he
1: already tried. It was denied right before we started recording.
0: Oh, well there you go. Okay. So no Mike Evans. So that's, that's tough. It also is, is very hurtful to me that we're not going to get the Yolo balls, but whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the last quarterback, Denny alluded to Josh McCown. Um, I mean, guys, Josh McCown is actually a, a high end QB two this season. Like, like I'm not talking about when we stream him, when we stream him, he's a QB one. But he's, he's a legitimate high-end QB2 this year. He's averaging more points per game than Marcus Mariota, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, and Derek Carr. So thank you, uh, everyone, um, for listening. Uh, that's going to do it for us. <laughs> yeah, he, see you later. He's, he's not thrown a touchdown pass in all but two games this year, but one of those games came against the aforementioned Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, let's not put a lot of stock into that. They've only given up four passing touchdowns this year wow like imagine being that good at at something um but he gets the bucks this week um they've been torched through the air all season long every single quarterback has finished qb 15 or higher against the bucks outside of mike lennon and tom brady mm. that th- that thursday night game so if we just assume okay it's thursday night and it's stupid then then that's that's reasonable um mm. But Tampa Bay, they've surrendered the seventh most fantasy points against the position, uh, and when adjusted for strength of schedule, according to Number fires metrics, they are a bottom five secondary. That makes Josh McCown to me the top streamer this week.
0: I think you're right, and congratulations by the way on the retweet from Trey Wingo this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had to had to uh, give Josh McCown some love, and Trey Wingo retweeted it and just said football.
0: I don't know what he was talking about, but uh, it was uh, it's good. Good for you to Yeah, have good that. for the brand. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Good for the brand. Uh, tight ends, Denny. There's two yeah. of them that you have to talk about. So why don't you talk about one of them? I'm very excited to talk about our first tight end here, the Reverend, Doctor Charles C. Clay, the Sixth Esquire. He's back, <laughs> finally. Uh, he's and he's available in 85% of leagues because the many losers and haters have given up on him. Uh, you you should have, by the way, it was reasonable to drop him a month ago um so in four full games this year uh he's had his target numbers have gone like this it's going to sound like a locker combination again nine five (laughs) six seven (laughs) click Yes. oh it opened it opened oh my god don't stuff me in here um he was a top 10 tight end in three of the season's first four weeks um the matchup is not great uh admittedly the saints uh, give up uh, about nine adjusted fantasy points per game to tight ends, which is uh, in the bottom half of the league. Um, though the Saints haven't exactly played a murderer's row of tight ends. Uh, recent tight ends they played in- include uh, the idea, the concept of Eric Ebron, uh, Julius Thomas, Zach Miller, and um, Martellus Bennett, who I think retired three weeks ago. So, yeah. Uh, uh you know, they haven't faced stiff competition. And I would say that I would say that beyond matchup, a guy as involved as Charles C. Clay the Sixth Esquire is, you gotta you gotta get him in there.
1: Yeah, I mean he should be he should be owned in your he he's gonna be they have a, such a great schedule from here on out. He's gonna be an every week starter.
0: Yeah. Um I'm gonna talk about actually Denny, why don't you talk about your second one? Okay. I will do that. It's Jesse James, uh who As uh, JJ and I confirmed, well, I confirmed with JJ before the show, uh, Jesse James is still running uh, the most routes among tight ends uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, When that will change, we don't know. Hopefully it's not this week. Anyway, uh, uh, Indianapolis, uh, who the Steelers are playing, allows uh, 13.9 adjusted fantasy points to tight ends. Uh, Indianapolis has allowed uh, 4.6 tight end receptions per game which indicates something of a, of a decent floor here. And uh, tight ends have scored double-digit fantasy points against the Colts in six of nine games. And in my notes, I have nice. Um, uh, recent uh, performances against the Colts include Tyler Croft getting six targets and Steven Anderson, who is a player in the NFL, plays for the Texans, got six targets against the Colts. So teams are feeding their tight ends uh against this Colts team and as you know I'm sure the Steelers have one of the the week's highest implied totals so it's okay I think to chase those points a little bit with Jesse James
1: yeah I like Jesse James a lot the guy that I'm going to talk about is Garrett Selleck ladies and gentlemen uh George Kittle is officially out for San Francisco they have no other tight end on that roster um George uh so with George Kittle out Garrett Selleck is going to get a lot of run I expect him to be on the field a lot play a ton of snaps uh, and if there is a negative game script, which I know they're playing the Giants, but that's still potential, uh, that's potentially going to happen because it's San Francisco. Uh, Garrett Seller could, could run a, a lot of routes and they're mm-hmm. facing a Giants defense, Denny. The Giants have allowed a tight end touchdown in every single game this year. Jeez. Every single game they've allowed a tight end touchdown. At some point, it's not just variance. I mean, this is just a thing. This, well, this exists. Even,
0: even Tyler Higbee did it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it it happens every single week. So with no other tight end there, Garrett Selleck to me is a actually not a terrible play this week. Like yeah. he, he's legitimately like I wouldn't be shocked if he's a tight end one this week.
0: So as far as these three go, would you say Clay Selleck, James?
1: I, I put I put Selleck and James kind of in the same bucket. Um, okay. Selleck, I'm just intrigued by the fact that there really aren't any other options in that offense, and that it's a better matchup. Um, but Jesse James will be fine. I mean, he's, I, I think he's still a good play, but Charles Clay to me is easily the, the top one. Yeah, me too. Uh, just to recap, we have Selleck clay and James. Uh, that is not a law firm. Uh, McCown <laughs> Fitzpatrick and Dalton, <laughs> and then the bears D the lions D and the giants D. Yeah. Okay, Danny, let's get to Twitter. The first question is at bow. Dot, dot. If you have easy pass and you accidentally go through the lane, that also takes cash. Do you acknowledge the person in the toll booth? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. I've never. I don't. What, what would you do here? I, uh... um, I. I
1: wouldn't. I wouldn't acknowledge. I'd. I'd. I'd uh. Maybe make like a weird fit. Like. Like. Just look. Or, no. You know what you do. You go through and you just sort of stare at the toll booth person <laughs> while you're driving through. That's what I would do.
0: Yeah. I mean. I guess you could like just you know like raise your hand like. Hello, I'm cruising through here with my Easy Pass, and yeah, and I mean that's that's the move, right? I'm like fancy, that, yeah. that,
1: but that's the move. Is that you like send a nice hello because we're like that. I mean, we're 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 white men, Denny. We're not doing anything.
0: Ooh, well, I I I think that the the person might be might be afraid of you know if we're in a pickup truck. At least I would be.
1: No, I'm I'm sure. Sure. I'm saying that we have no redeeming qualities is what I really want oh, to okay. be to be to be funny or to be uh, approachable. We suck.
0: Uh, oh, I see. I see that. That's, okay. that,
1: that was more the angle you, that I'm going.
0: You're with. speaking my language now. And uh, and I'm looking forward to the many upset white male listeners we have. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what, guys? Uh, my mentions are open for you. I'm, I'm ready to speak.
1: Boom. Boom. Next question at Chris Quick. So I actually asked my wife about this question before the show because I couldn't think of a of an answer, but she helped a little bit. Uh do you have any elitist tendencies that you'll admit to? I he says I no longer drink Starbucks because everyone in Seattle prefers their local shops. Mm. I thought this is a great question and I I look, I I'm not just saying this to say it, but like I don't, I, I don't buy nice things really. I, I live like a pretty boring life, and mm-hmm. I do boring things. So like, I don't, and I don't like. I'm not a foodie. I'm not a beer snob, really. Like, I can't, I couldn't think of anything. And I asked my wife, and she's like, she's like, babe, you look at other people's grass and lawns all the time, yeah. and you just, you just talk down on them. I was right, like, okay, right. that's fair, that's fair. That's you're, fair. you're,
0: so you're, a, you're a grass slash yard elitist. It sounds like it, yeah. Well, Which means that you should be, uh, uh, you know, you should be up on uh, Rand Paul uh, getting his ribs broken over uh, a yard issue.
1: Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing, though, too, is that my yard isn't even that elite. It's just that Uh. I get more upset that, like, it's average, right? It's just like like, I maintain it, whatever. I get more upset when people just, like, do absolutely nothing and and it's like, come on, like, Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. better than this.
0: Uh you know what if I lived so this person lives in Seattle and doesn't drink Starbucks? Right. Okay. I would probably I that would be me. Uh um uh I I mean I have a tendency to not to not like things just because other people like them. I think my probably my most elitist situation is that I hate superhero movies. And I and I, I don't mean like I'm ambivalent. I mean like I loathe superhero movies. I hate them so much I wish I could end them. Tomorrow, Dude, I, I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, 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 and, and, you know, I'm, I have to not say exactly what I mean here, but they are for children. And I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know what? I'm, I'm a, I'm a jerk for saying that. And I know that there are a lot of superhero movies that are good, but I have, I have worked myself into such a frenzy about despising all superhero movies, no matter what they are. Uh, that, uh, that I can never get, I can never get past it. I, 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 I apologize. I don't think less of people who watch superhero movies. It's just that I hate them so much. Fair, okay. fair, fair.
1: Uh, next question at polished tweeter is Marvin Jones, the new Kenny Galladay. So I want to get this out of the way right now, right here, right now. Let's do it. Marvin Jones last season was someone that I touted very, very hard in redraft, okay? Kenny Galladay this season was not someone that I touted very hard for redraft. Kenny Galladay I liked as a prospect to become something big, okay? Just, mm. to, get that, just to get that, I still think Kenny Galladay has a really bright future, it's just that he's been derailed by, by injury all season long. The unfortunate thing is Marvin Jones, what he's doing this year is exactly what I wanted and thought that he would do last year. And in hindsight, looking at his schedule last year, he faced a lot of top cornerbacks and that, that definitely hurt him. But what's going on with Marvin Jones right now is the least shocking thing in the world to me, more than probably anyone else on this planet. I Mm -hmm. like, like this, this was supposed to happen last year. It's just a year late, but just, just, just to put it out there though, the Kenny Galladay thing. Was a prospect thing. The Marvin Jones thing was a redraft thing.
0: Yeah, people are not separating those two. In fact, I, I think you were as shocked as anyone that Galladay came out and was yeah was usable for fantasy of purposes. I mean, that was not you were not uh, in August touting him as a guy you got to get and plug into your lineup. That's not what. He, the,
1: yeah, I thought that he had a chance to to be the best rookie wide receiver in fantasy football this year. But it was also amongst a class that I wasn't very high on for immediate opportunity. So, you know, the the Galladay thing, I, I it's still fun as hell. I mean, I I'm still gonna tout Tron like crazy. Um, but but just just to be clear there, because I've had a lot of people hit me up on Twitter saying that, yeah. and and go read any of i mean, I'm, I never once touted Kenny Galladay as a guy that you have to draft and redraft this year.
0: The uh, the haters and losers are still reeling over. Over your successful baby tron situation. So congratulations. Thanks. Thanks, Denny.
1: Uh this next question. At SMGDH. Not a question, but more of an observation. You guys are the best. Thumbs up. Thanks so much. That's very nice. Yeah. Next one. At Goo Chip, JJ, what's your go to Permani's order? Well, Denny's is to order any of the sandwiches and then throw them in the trash.
0: I've I've had permanies. Do you have to be drunk to enjoy it? Is that the thing? <laughs> no, you can, you can enjoy it sober, Denny. Oh, okay. Cuz I was I was absolutely sober and I didn't understand the appeal. <laughs> it's it's delicious. Uh the the low key best
1: item on that menu and uh, my wife introduced me to this is the salami mm. with with the fry uh, with with everything on it. Uh a lot of people get like they have like a a cheese steak, which is like one of the most more more popular Items with the, the steak, like the meat on it is kind of strange. I'm not really into it. But the salami is very, very good. So go with the salami if you guys are in Pittsburgh. Next one. At my dog underscore champ. I ate all the kids' chocolate Halloween candy. Do I simply explain taxes or convince them the leftover Tootsie Rolls are actually good chocolates?
0: <laughs> but there's no, there's no uh, chance that you'll be successful in making that argument because that the Tootsie Rolls... Are utter trash they're they're um,
1: they are the absolute worst thing that anyone has ever created any I just, anything
0: dude, I didn't know until I was a, an adult that they were considered chocolate right I, well I he they, he did
1: say, I think I read it wrong. He said, convinced them the leftover Tootsie rolls are actually chocolate, to be fair. I read it oh
0: oh, wrong. okay. so this is this is implying the 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 reality uh, yeah. that that they do not taste like chocolate. They taste like some sort of wax creation given to uh you know uh, poor children in in 18th century uh <laughs> england you know
1: <laughs> that's exactly where were created. yeah exactly
0: i mean i, I think we're on to something i'm gonna look it up on wikipedia when we're done
1: oh my gosh this next one at dynasty outhouse i just traded for alex smith so i feel like i have jesus on my side it's good that we talked about Jesus, but what do you think of Ty Montgomery rest of season RB two and PPR?
0: What? Wait, RB two
1: in what? In what? In a sixty team format? I want. I want literally. And look, I, I'm an Aaron Jones truther, and I want nothing to do with that offense moving forward. Nothing.
0: Nothing. 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 No. All like I think I said this th- two weeks ago. All your Packers are dead from now on. They are all dead all the they they are not usable jordy nelson is a wide receiver five going forward yeah okay yeah
1: next one at alt ff player can we get an update on jj's neighborhood league um if any of my neighborhood league mates are listening i am in first place right now i'm seven and two and i traded for mike evans last week and he got suspended uh but i'm seven and two and the team in second has five wins so things are looking pretty good
0: yeah it's amazing by the way can we just talk about what happened someone asked you to talk about your fantasy team that is unbelievable that is unbelievable that because is- the most boring thing that anyone can talk about is their fantasy team, and someone just said, "JJ, please talk about your fan." I am, I am stunned. This is the most shocking thing that's ever happened on this podcast.
1: <laughs> if if Denny, if Denny could teleport, like if that were a thing, Denny would have teleported out of his computer chair and out of his desk chair to to not have to listen to me talk about my fantasy team. That's why. Look, I was trying to be brief. So, look, the people are asking; they're wondering, Denny, where am yeah, I at? I'm you set- have to. I'm seven and two. I'm sitting pretty. I had Deshaun Watson, but it's okay. I can stream. I have Jared Goff now. Things are good, Denny. Things are good.
0: Yeah, and you kept it, you know, and you handed it well. You're modest about it. You're, you know, also telling the people that, you know, you're doing quite well. You did it perfectly, but it's just the fact that you got asked. I'm, I'm jealous. I'm seething. I'm tilting. It's just amazing. Next one. At BF Daniel M. Should
1: I be happy or sad that there's no Arby's, Arby's in Germany? Really curious how it tastes. The TV spots on NFL Network don't look too bad.
0: <laughs> no, please, uh, German citizen. It's, it's just do not, do, do, do not uh, envy us uh, and the fact that we have Arby's across this great land of ours um, it polluting our bodies with the, the, the meats. Yeah, eat something like brat. Oh, this is a this is a stereotype. You're, I can't believe you're you're stereotyping the good German people who listen to our. Dude, I love
1: your look, Denny. Don't talk German with me. I I took four <laughs> I took five years of German in high school and college. I what?
0: Yeah, yeah, spreche Deutsch. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like half German. That means. I,
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> Denny's face is unbelievable, right? Now. Yeah, yeah, I can speak some German.
0: I took one year of French. It was awful, and I don't. Why would you take
1: French? Uh,
0: because um, it was. I thought it would be easy. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard as hell. God, who who the hell wants to speak French anyway?
1: Um, what what languages were offered? Then you you were like, oh, you know what? French is the one.
0: I could I could have learned uh some Spanish, considering that um, you know that would actually be helpful in my everyday life, uh. But instead, I. I think, I think it's because I'm a pre- pretentious douchebag that I, <laughs> yeah, right, right. French. we
1: had, we had Latin, French, German, and Spanish that we could like, those are the paths that we could have gone down. Latin. And my God. Latin. Yeah. My, Amanda actually took Latin oh, and, that, oh. and, but that, that helps like the smart kids took Latin because Latin helps you with like vocabulary and stuff. Right. And they just smashed the SATs, oh. like smashed them. Wow. Yeah, it's it's like literally all of the smart kids in our
0: class took took Latin. That was uh-huh. their that was their path. That's why Amanda's a genius. That's what I yeah, I guess I didn't I guess that's what I did wrong, among other things, including skipping my pre-SAT classes, which I was my dad enrolled me in and I did not go to. <laughs> oh
1: god. Yep. Next one, at tree underscore nerd with three E's in tree. This this question blew my mind. After daylight savings, is it acceptable to mow the lawn in the dark? I mean, you you should be arrested. Is that? Yeah, right, right? That's right. Yes. Yes. No one cut. No one is cutting their grass in the dark. What What is going on?
0: Well, unless you have, unless you have like baseball stadium lights.
1: Right. That's the only. You that's know. the only plausible explanation is if you are cutting grass
0: in a in a stadium. Right. I mean, you you would if my neighbor were were mowing, uh, you know, his little patch of, of yard at night. I would come out and I would you know, try to refrain from punching him because he's mowing the grass at three in the morning. Right. But but then I would, I would, uh, call, you know, 911 and say, there's a man mowing his grass and I'm afraid of him. (laughs) Right. I would do the same thing. Next one at cam code. Are you concerned with
1: cannibalizing your own brand? The more popular it becomes, the more difficult it is to execute.
0: I, I think I think we've reached that point. I think we've gone way past that point.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's to the point. And not only that, guys, what you don't understand is that that over the last two years, at least, it's been very obvious to draft your quarterbacks late. like very, very obvious. Every single year, there are people touting to draft to to get Tom Brady to get It's never going away. It's never going to go away.
0: Well, you you still have the super flex fight to fight. You do it, yeah. You you do. It. Uh, next one at
1: co-shaughnessy i hope i got that right
0: wow what
1: year was your goat fantasy football season how did the fantasy guys smile down on you god
0: 2013 with josh gordon for me
1: my my goat year was the year where uh where i won the apex league i i was in like 14 leagues that year and i won I, i i won Half of them, I oh. won. I won half of them.
0: Ridiculous! It was
1: that's the most. Boring. It was, but it was so like that's lucky at that point.
0: I re, I re, well, I remember. I remember DMing like as championship week approached, and you were setting so many lineups. I was like, I don't understand. How many <laughs> are you in? Like fifty <laughs> leagues? What is what's happening? Yeah, that that's an amazing outcome. It was it was I,
1: stupid. I mean, it's that that kind of thing is not repeatable. It doesn't happen every year.
0: But yeah, at twenty twenty thirteen. Uh, was was crazy for several reasons, but mostly because Josh Gordon was available in like the ninth round, and I so I just scooped him up everywhere. Being a truther, so that that helped.
1: Next question at Benjamin Richmond: Is the benching of Fournette proof that even NFL teams that draft running backs too high know they're not actually that valuable?
0: No, they would never admit that, and, and running back truthers would never admit that uh, that a, a guy like Fournette who is obviously good. Can be replaced, and his team does not re- depend on him. It does, his team's success does not hinge on him because he is a running back, and yeah. running backs don't matter.
1: Right? Like, sure, Leonard Fournette is is an upgrade over Chris Ivory. That, that's not the argument. The argument yeah. here is that if let's say that Ben Roethlisberger did something stupid, the Steelers are not. And, and, and let, let's say the week before that. Uh, someone missed a team photo. Let's pretend that they had back-to-back weeks where they're getting team, they're just getting team photos every week in Pittsburgh. Okay, so let's pretend that one week. Okay, Le'Veon Bell missed the team photos, and they said, "All right, Lev, you're not playing this week. You're suspended Mm -hmm. for this game. James Connor's going to play." And we're all like, "Okay, he got suspended." Next week, Ben Roethlisberger does the same thing. Do you think they really are going to sit Ben Roethlisberger? The importance of Ben, like when you, I was, I was shocked that the line moved as much as it did with Dallas after they, they said that Zeke was going to play yeah. um, last week. But I, I think part of that is just because it's Dallas and people think, you know, people bet Dallas. And I think there's more to it than just that. But if you watch line movement when a running back is deemed inactive, it's, it's like half a point at most. Like the elite running yeah. backs, it's like a half point. Now watch what happens with Deshaun Watson to, to Tom Savage. Literally everything in that game changed. Everything in that game changed, and it's because there's, there's important positions. Obviously, we all know a quarterback is important, but if they were to say, you know, if a team who has a, a top, you know, Xavier Rhodes goes down or something like that, that's going to, that's, that's technically more impactful than if a running back goes down or a top running back goes down.
0: Well, I mean, look at uh, uh, the, the Packers went from a top five team to a bottom five team. Right. Uh, lo- losing, losing Rogers. And, and, and when Le'Veon Bell came back from suspension that one year and then Burfict blew, uh, uh, got, got his knee intentionally. Uh, and they just plugged in D'Angelo Williams and kept rolling. It's not, I'm not saying that, that Le'Veon Bell is bad. I'm just saying he's replaceable. Whereas a good quarterback is not at all replaceable. Right. And, and good, and good
1: cornerbacks. I mean, look, the, the bottom line, and I, I've done studies and stuff on this, but it's it's your goal is to and this in today's NFL your goal is to stop the pass and and be able to pass the ball efficiently. So cornerbacks and ed, and edge rushers, that's why they're being drafted higher and higher or they should be and wide receivers and quarterbacks because you need to be able to throw the ball well and effectively and you need to be able to defend the pass effectively. And sometimes defending the pass comes in the form of a good pass rush. Sometimes it's it's a good pass defense. Those two things combined is an amazing defense. Uh, but that's why we're see. That's why we see what we see. Uh, and I don't understand why people don't really. And I you know what? Like, I I have to I have to say this. I have to voice this opinion really quick. Denny, Tony mm-hmm. Romo has completely regressed. Tony Tony Romo went, what like I I don't mind listen listening to him in the booth, but mm-hmm. he is not nearly as good now as he was to start the
0: season. Well, he he was. Uh, I'm I'm sure there are a lot of Romo truthers out there, but he he's a one trick pony his his trick was that he could predict a play based on uh, uh you know a team's uh formation and the quarterback's signal calling right he could predict and that was cool that was cool for 3 weeks it's not cool anymore and i find him and i'm glad you said this cuz i find him irritating. I don't like Tony Romo as an announcer, but people love him. I don't know why. It,
1: look look, I like I, I don't mind him because he's way better than the replacement level uh yeah, yeah. commentator, but but at the same time, like he says really dumb things. Like he he's a he's a he's a rushing numbers matters truther. Yeah. Like like he's someone who looks at rushing. He says, what you got to do in the NFL is stop the run and be able to run the football. Like he's one of those people. Uh, uh. He's, he's the person that's putting together this brilliant slide in his mind showing you that winning teams are able to run the football more without realizing that they're running the football more and having better rushing numbers because they're in positive game scripts like that
0: is it's, that, it's
1: that's what to- Tony Romo has been doing this and it's infuriating
0: yes that is uh when when I yeah when I heard that from him I was like oh okay he doesn't get it I thought he got it but he doesn't get it
1: yeah he but. doesn't yeah he, he actually doesn't it's very disheartening uh this last question that we're going to be able to get to is at skinny Elvis who was your favorite wrestler when you were a kid did you oh. watch wrestling when you were a kid
0: I never watched Re- I don't think I was allowed actually
1: you didn't watch? I didn't know if you watched
0: wrestling or not. No, I didn't. But I, I have to say that that documentary on Ric Flair looks pretty amazing. Did yeah. you see that? Did you see that trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Ric Flair is a very interesting man. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm into it. Like that whole like insane cocaine 80s vibe give that to me i like that let's do yeah. it
1: i uh we were at my this is years ago uh because my it was when my brother uh got married we were at his rehearsal dinner and we went to a hotel because rick flair is always in the north carolina area i think he lives in he might live in raleigh um mm-hmm. but he was in you know we were in raleigh downtown raleigh we were at the hotel bar afterwards and rick flair was there what i met rick flair yeah i i got a picture with rick flair i gotta find that picture i don't know where Come it is on. Yeah, I met I have I, I met Ric Flair and I did the woo with with Rick with Ric Flair. Um nice. but my favorite uh wrestler, this is gonna be deep though. My favorite wrestler growing up was D'Lo Brown. do
0: not I don't I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, D-Lo. you wouldn't know.
1: You wouldn't know who he is if you weren't watching but man, like late nineties wrestling, early two thousands wrestling, mm-hmm. that was that was where it was at. Was right that there. like
0: that uh, that New World Order thing. No,
1: I was that's WCW garbage. I'm talking WWF oh. because oh. <laughs> WCW is 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 bad. But you, th- you, you uh, this is this is like D Generation X when they would tell you to suck it and stuff. Oh. It was unbelievable. Like oh, yeah. I was I I was reciting the actual um never mind, I'm not even gonna get into it. Okay, that's gonna do it for this week's show. Okay. Denny, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you?
0: Yeah, uh at CD Carter13 on Twitter and uh, I feel like I have to plug this because we have some new listeners this year. Uh, I have a book. It's called 96 Ways to Rise and Grind, and you should buy it. So check it out. You can find me on Twitter
1: at late round QB. all my work over on NumberFire.com, my other podcast called The Late Round Podcast. If you guys are subscribed to this one, please subscribe to that one and be really appreciative. Uh, Denny. We have a tilt montage. I'm going to throw that up there. Otherwise, I, I'm going to I'm going to put. A, I don't know if you heard it last week, Denny, but I put a re- really random like jazz transition to your to yeah your, yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to surprise some folks, and it's going to be a, a fun transition again this
0: week. This is this one is extra tilty.
1: Yes. So enjoy, guys. We will talk to you in week 11.
0: It's uh, 1:25 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone, I believe. According to Daylight Savings or whatever happened last night. And uh, I was just telling my son here, Xavier, he's four years old. I was telling him about the old days when Mike Evans used to score a fantasy points. Do you remember that, Xavier? No. You don't remember that? Did you have Mike Evans back when he used to score fantasy points? No. No? What do you think happened? I no. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, me neither, because he's supposed to be scoring fantasy points. But there's no indication that he's even playing. Uh, I'm tilting. Are you tilting, Xavier? Mm, No. Okay. Thank you for being so talkative. It's good stuff. It's uh, 2.38 in the Eastern Time Zone, and I am now in the trenches of a five-year-old's birthday party at a place called Rock and Jump. God, please help me. One thing going for me is that they have red zone here. So that's pretty damn clutch. Uh, Not that I even want to see anything on the screen right now. Um, Everything is pretty horrible. Except for that the idea of Jared Golf, the concept, the mere concept of Jared Golf has like 22 fantasy points at halftime. So, you know, that makes me want to you jump off a bridge a little a little less than you than usual. Uh, so uh, oh hey, look they have comfy chairs too. I'm gonna go sit down and maybe not tilt into oblivion. We'll we'll have to see it smells suspiciously like poop here. S- somebody shit their pants and honestly it might have been me. It's uh 3:29 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. I'm still at this children's birthday party. Help me, help me, help me, help me. And also, I don't know. I cannot figure out what's going on with Mike Evans. All I know is that every time I see him on TV, he's decking some dude from behind on the sideline, starting a brawl. Uh, Twitter tells me that he may or may not be in. Uh, I I was promised I was promised Yolo balls from. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the best quarterback the Bucks have, and I'm getting I'm not getting any YOLO balls. There are no YOLO balls to be had. I was promised YOLO balls. For the love of sweet Jesus, give me a YOLO ball. It's uh 3:36 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone and my son just got owned in dodgeball. It's one of my not as proud moments as a father. And I'm near moments away from Pegging, pegging a child uh, with with a with a ball. So uh, if you see me on, see me on the evening news, you know, take a screenshot. Thank you. I uh, I just witnessed a, a man faint as he watched Julio Jones drop that touchdown in the Falcons Panthers game here at the children's birthday party. He was watching the screen. It was a drop. The man's knees began to wobble, and boom, he's down. He is down. I'm tilting. I uh, can confirm uh, via sources, including my burst eardrums, uh, that children singing happy birthday is the worst thing a person can go through. I'm tilting. Okay, it's uh, 722 pm, Eastern time, of course. And uh, we're settling in for, uh, for good night for bedtime here with Xavier. And uh, we're gonna read a bedtime story. Uh, all right, Xavier, here we go. Yep, you can you can lay down. Here's your teddy bear. All right. Once upon a time, in a terribly cold and rainy and generally awful city called Seattle, a man named, pl- named Prince Blair Walsh had to kick the magical football between the magical go- goalposts to bring happiness to those who had rostered him in a magical game of fantasy football. The young prince was ruined between the ears, however, and only pain and agony came to the magical f- fantasy footballers who relied on the prince on that cold, rainy day. A demon bat they called Results came in the night and ate the children of these brave fantasy players who wailed about the process as the hell bat devoured their sons and daughters. Like all living things, Prince Blair Walsh eventually perished as did all the fantasy footballers who sought meaning in accumulating fantasy points the end thank you for listening to Live in the Stream we hope you enjoyed the internet podcast don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now it won't take long it's fast for more See football info Check out LakegroundQB.com Hope you come back soon As we share